A podcast network. Hey, it's Lauren Gold of The Who, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and for seven, count them, seven musical divinations, we have been hanging out with Velvet Starlings. Hey, Velvets. Hello, Andras. Hello, Christian. Hello, Ronnie. Hi. Hello, Michael. Hello. You are a groovy band of birds. Soft birds. Like velvet starlings, you know. So, uh, this has been fun. We're down to one last question on the board. It is the, the song, the question that is asked by your, uh, by the, your lead, your, your lead singer. And, uh, but you have a, you, this is, you have a really great little va- band vibe. I really, I really appreciate band energy and I, I just think it's very cool and uh i i i keep looking i i, I want to see now when you play live i'm so interested in anyone who plays two instruments at once we had a band in here once called feisty heart where there's a woman who plays guitar and sings and then her partner sings and plays drums and bass at once and he'll be playing drums and playing and he just keeps it going the whole time and it's i if you ever see, get a chance to see feisty heart Great, great band. But you you sort of alternate between the bass and the keyboards. When if I see you live, does the bass? Do you do that same thing? Do you drop out between the like? Will you be playing bass on a thing and then switch to keyboards? Do we? And is that part of the arrangements? Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of songs we have both bass and keys in the same song, so I'll just switch off. Yeah, yeah. And on the record, you play both bass and keys. Oh, actually, didn't. Chord bass keys. He did. Yeah, I played all the instruments. <laughs> you played all the instruments. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Lenny Kravitz, Paul McCartney, Peter Townsend, Prince. You're in that. You're you're putting yourself in that category. I, I mean, some of the records. You can't avoid it. Some... Those. That's the kind. That's the category you're in. You play the drums too. Yeah. No, I got some records, some drums on the last record. We had the the engineer. His name is Josiah. He's super cool. He's done stuff with the Kills, Jesus and the Mary Chain. He played most of the drums on it. Like. Ninety-seven percent. But so I this got is some the fills. this is the touring band. Now, are you gonna? Are, are no, you... they're Velvet Starlings. It's just yeah. when it comes to it, well, we had to do the record in like we had three. We had a day of. 
bass and keys, or a day of scratch drums, second day is bass and keys, third day is guitar, and fourth day is vocals. Right. And that's it. And just the way it works, it, it's really hard to get everybody to go in and record really fast and do everything. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to just being able to do it really fast. And that's like kind of what, like Jack White, he mm-hmm. does his records. He says he, he's done a lot like uh, their best, well, I think their best, White Blood Cells, three days and one day of mixing. And it's just right there and you get everything. You kind of force yourself to do it in that re- really short amount of time. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well. I'm still digging the band vibe, but now I'm gonna. I'm now I'm also impressed with those that solo studio vibe. I love you know. I'm a big fan. We're talking about Lifehouse. We started. I'm a huge fan of the Lifehouse demos. I feel like they're. I actually prefer the Lifehouse demos in a lot of ways to the stuff on who's the when it ended up on who's next, particularly the song Pure and Easy. So I get it. I, I dig it. And we're down. Uh, speaking of of sort of like. Uh, going very personal on this we are down to the last question on the board which is your question mm-hmm. and we don't and we and we know what the answer to that question is going to be what is the answer to that question what's what's the name of the song the song's called Amazon Prime Amazon Prime and now <laughs> oh isn't that listen paper fed is so nuts here like listen to that that is a great sounding piece Michael of paper Scott would even be jealous of that okay so now do I read it? Do you? Do you? Oh, man. <laughs> Don't hate me. I won't hate you. Is Paul McCartney really William Campbell? If so, will he reveal the truth before his death? Great question. I People who get bummed out about these questions... I'm sure Paul doesn't get bummed out about these questions. It's just another weird thing in his life. Okay, so is Paul McCartney really... Dead. No, it's what's his oh, the, the name? Oh, Paul really William Campbell. William Campbell. Billy Shears. And will he ever? Will he ever out himself before he is passed on? Okay, well now let's hear Amazon Prime is the answer to that question. Do you feel alright now? Do you feel okay? Do you feel alright? Do you feel okay now? Well, you can laugh now. You think you fooled the crowd. You can laugh now, but you're the clown. Why can't you be real for once in your life? The words from your lips, they're all plagiarized. And they will find out just a matter of time. Those fake 60s boots, your butt on You can laugh now and fool the crowd. You can laugh now. 
Amazon Prime from Velvet Starlings. The answer to Christian's question is Paul McCartney really William Campbell or is it him? If so, will he reveal the truth before his death? Now, it sounds to me like we got a we got a fake McCartney on our hands. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> okay. So the can guy I met was not the real well, you know. Can I can I give you the speech for like three minutes? Yeah. Okay. So basically. I, okay, this is long story short, not. So, long story long, make it long. Yeah, um, so basically, Paul McCartney, I love Paul McCartney. He's, I mean, arguably the last great, he's the top number one. If you said, there's one person right now who's living, Paul McCartney. So the belief that the conspiracy is that in November of 1966, you, do you know this stuff? Yeah, 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 but lay it on it for those blah, of us blah, who blah. don't know. He was in a white Aston Martin at like 5 a.m. talking to this girl, Rita, and picked her up in the car, and then he was in a car crash after they were fighting over riding what they thought, like, late at night in the studio. And then he crashed, and he was basically, like, decapitated. His cheeks were, like, seared off, and his, he lost all of his hair. And you hear about it, and it's, like, it's crazy, obviously. It's Paul McCartney. It's, like, he looks the same, he sounds the same. But then you go deeper, and you see that, like, you look at him on the Help album cover, and he's shorter than Lennon, and then you look at him on Sgt. Pepper, and he's four inches taller, so... They never played live again, his eye color changed, his earlobes, you know, detached and attached somehow. There's so many weird things. I mean, the lyrics alone are like, yeah, that's cool. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the physical just changes. And you see, no offense... Just like, I hope Paul McCartney doesn't hear this, because I love him so much. Even if he is William Campbell, or if he's the real Paul McCartney. But you look at Lennon songs, and you compare them to McCartney songs, and really from that point on, he stopped playing bass, and he just started playing piano and all these other instruments and drums. And the belief is that Billy Shears, William Campbell, he was in a band, and he was like a super magic player, and... I, I don't know. There's a lot of things have to go right for that to make sense, but I in mean, the theory, did they yeah. get, did they make 
did he get plastic surgery to yeah he got plastic surgery they added that's why they grew out their beards and to cover up the scars and all that stuff so it's kind of one of those things where it's like you can talk about it I, I i never you never know for sure and that's the recurring theme of life is that even at the last second when you're 100 percent sure something's gonna happen sometimes it's crazy and if that's true it's the best kept secret in rock and roll history not so great because you're talking about it <laughs> i mean it's actually it would be the worst kept secret uh, they did they did a very bad job because people have been talking about whether or not he's dead for Paul's dead for a long time. In fact, they supposedly encoded it and all the and all. I mean, they if he was, they went out of their way to tell people. Now was the other thing like they went out of their way to drop clues but at the same time you could look at it as they were trying to like, you know, create some mystery in the Beatles because at that right. time a lot of people thought they were pop and stuff. Yeah, no, I think either way. I mean, I was just listening to a thing where they were talking about the whole Thing about Shakespeare. Did Shakespeare write all his mm -hmm. plays or did someone else? And people get all bent out of shape and angry at people who suggest that he didn't. And it's like, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I mean, first of all, the stuff's there and it's great. In a way, it's more impressive or it's differently impressive if someone, if they met, if some team of people wrote all the Shakespeare plays and created this character of Shakespeare to do it as if it was just one person who wrote all this great stuff. The fact is, we still have the plays, so it doesn't really matter. It's the same thing with Paul McCartney. You know, the the music is not the music is the music has been stayed pretty great. That's the beauty of it. That even if he is, and even if he isn't, it makes no difference. Yeah. Well, and it goes to that idea about the, what's the purity or lack thereof of a manufactured yeah, thing. The monkeys. Yeah. Right. Like, is it's still, the music's still great. That, like, you still hear Davy Jones screaming his throat out. That's not, you can't manufacture that. Yeah. Especially Do, back then. Have you seen Paul McCartney live? I have seen Paul McCartney live. And I will still say, it's the greatest show I've ever been to. Yeah, so. me too. Me too. It was, I've, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's like I'm, those songs that are speechless. engraved in your DNA, and it, there's never going to be anything that's going to top that. And to just play, to be 70 years old, play for four hours, never do one song where you just sing. You're playing, in, you're playing instruments the whole time, piano, bass, guitar, ukulele, whatever, you know, whatever he's on. He's just playing for four hours. I saw him in, at Safeco Field a couple of years ago. He did this huge set, and then at the end... You think maybe you're tired? No, let's bring out Nirvana and we're gonna play like Whoa. Dizzy Miss Lizzy, the surviving members of Nirvana, oh, man. and play all, and just like play this kick-ass, kick out the jams rock big. set. And you're like, I that would have been. Well, I would to be, be tired. Fair, I, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I did get to see him, and he brought out Neil Young, and That's they did right. uh, a day in a life and give peace a chance. That's pretty good. But Nirvana, like... Well, I, you know, they're at the same age. I mean, they, they could tone it down a little bit. But if you're going to go, you know, you got Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic That's Novoselic maybe meaningful. <laughs> but if you want to rock, Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic is like, oh, dude. With yeah. McCartney. <laughs> yeah. There you go. What's the, what is the song that they did? What's the... the... I, I They did like a cover to get... I saw it on SNL. Uh... Cut me some slack. Yeah. No, that, that was they wrote. I think they wrote it. I think that's, really? that's, that's a song. I think uh, that's their song. Cut me some like slack. It's like a twelve-bar blues. It's song. It's funny. As soon as I, it came up, I saw there's the picture from that show at Safeco Field. Anyway, uh, so I don't know. I think it's the answer is so like. So let's go to the musical divination here. Yeah. So the answer. So tell us about Amazon Prime. What is it, what is this song about? Amazon obviously. Prime is kind of about. Those people who are the face sixties boots. There's so many people. Like you do music, and when you live in LA and you see the 
you know, you're talking from the very beginning, the stuff that's pure and the stuff that's bull crap. So you can there's say bullshit, so man. much. You yeah, just say it. I, I would, but I have like a bet with my parents that I've never sworn ever oh, okay. in front of them ever or in ever, okay. ever in the history. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep going. With okay, that. bull crap. If you I do, it. I will call you up and <laughs> okay, say it. Yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of that going around. There's always has been forever since the beginning of. I'm sure there was when Mozart was doing stuff. Yeah. But uh, I mean, all those crazy Salieri fans. <laughs> Blowing off yeah. the magic flute. I think the thing... Posers! <laughs> yeah, with... with I, I don't know. People think they... Like, the my friends, I'll ask them, okay, you guys like hip-hop and you think the Beatles suck. Then Or not hip-hop. I like hip-hop. Yeah. What, but, like, hardcore rap where it's, like, the hoes and the club and all that stuff. And I say, well, what, what, who are your favorites? And they say, oh, I don't really know. I just like listening to it. Like, they listen to these playlists that are just... It's like generic. It's like in the background for them. They're not really trying to rock or listen to something meaningful or something that's just super whatever it is that makes them. It's like this feeling that just they're listening to it because it's cool. And with Amazon Prime, it's the biggest example. It you see Jeff Bezos. He has more money. He bought the, the the Washington Post, right? Yep. It's like he he just has that power, and he's another person. Why does why does fate give the 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 dude who made who he's the biggest like richest dude ever and he he made a website that allows you he's like just the middleman right he he doesn't really do anything and he's the top of the pop he's the yeah. the best or not the best he's the worst right and th- there's so you see that in these little microcosms like of the, all the people in LA or even in, in Chico. Like I, I also go to school and she I go back and forth. I'll be in Chico and then I'll be in LA for six months and mm-hmm. for the summer and stuff like that. And everywhere in the world. And I think the world's always gonna be just like he was saying with the the bit the global warming, whatever it is. Like a thousand years ago, whether it's a volcano, everyone's gonna be worried about something that's happening. And history just repeats itself over and over and it all goes back to karmic law. And the last thing I wanna say for anyone who's been tuning in, paying attention to the whole thing, I think it was like with Woodstock, there's this big example of synchronicity throughout the entire thing. Talking to Larry when he said, talked about Paul McCartney, and I had my question there from the beginning, and I've yeah. known it was my question. And I've thought, man, I, I, the Amazon Prime, that's the one song I was like, at the very beginning, I hope that's the one I get. Mm. And out of eight choices, that was the final one. It was the, he talked about McCartney. We all talked, I think I talked about McCartney with almost like at least yeah. half of the things. Yeah. And I, I have so much respect for him. So nothing against him at all. And if he is, if he, William It's Campbell, even more impressive. It's way more impressive than yeah. four dudes who, I mean, they're already impressive. Like, exactly. He invented Flanger. Yeah. He's done some crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, well, I, Jeff Emmerich might, uh, might jump in there and say, hey, just, wait a second. I, the, I was the Flanger. I did the flange. Really? I think he, I think the engineers came up with that, right? No, that was a thing. He they were playing, and he pressed on the the tape box or whatever, and he he's the one credited with coining McCartney. Flanger, the, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Really? Okay. Hey, I'll. Uh, well, I'll I might be wrong. Uh, you know. know what? You know what? It might not even be McCartney. So <laughs> there's a lot of questions. Yeah, McCartney. It might have been <laughs> William Campbell who came right. up with it. So. So, wow. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I, because I am, as much as I like, I like, I love conspiracy theories. Uh, I don't, I'm not a, a, I, first of all, I think everything 
is a conspiracy. Exactly. We conspired to make this show. Look, look up the we made it happen. definition of conspiracy. Yeah. It's yeah. just like an idea. Yeah. Like the, everything is. To breathe together. Conspire. Um, but the uh, But still, the idea, whether it's fanciful or not, there is something, and I'm just curious to see how this matures, how these, like, we record these now, but these are these little messages in a bottle. We're not going to release this until June and a year or 10 years. I've been doing the show for 20 years, so I've seen the way that these musical divinations can turn on you. So I don't know how this is all going to mature, but there is a direct hit there. And I, I think if I wasn't so reverent of Paul McCartney, I think I would probably just be like, well, yeah, he is a is a big I can't even say it I can't say Paul McCartney is a phony <laughs> I know right <laughs> it just he's hard <laughs> go out there and try and say it but, just, like... but but you're singing this song and I know that there are people who feel that way it's like I was saying like I used to have the same prejudices that some people have about the monkeys and I I never had those prejudices about Paul McCartney, but I know that there are a lot of people out there who like to slag on Paul McCartney. And I've spent a lot of my life, I feel like, standing up for Paul McCartney. Like, get, you know, I love John Lennon too, but anyone tries to put him in competition, anyone tries to put him in competition with each other, I have a fight with because okay, they're well, great together. We, I just have to say, I just thought about it. Yeah. With McCartney, you look at Lennon and all the things he did for music, whether it was writing songs like Imagine or God, he was going against the corporate agenda and the establishment and he had the one who had, he was the one who had the balls to do that and he was one of the only people who was able to be a pop star and then go into that. There aren't really that many people. You notice there aren't that many big political songs right now. Well, all the hits are like, well, that's but that's that's the nature of the business. I mean, there are great political songs. But he was able to do it. You he, just wrote one. Yeah, you just gave us one. But uh, Paul McCartney, if you look at his history, he hasn't really. I, I noticed. I was thinking about. it, I was like, because there's so many times where I look back and I'm like, okay, he's not dead. There's no way. Like when I saw him, I was like, forget it, Christian. Delete yeah. that stuff from your brain. But uh, Paul McCartney's never done anything to piss anybody off. He's I, done songs with Kanye West and Rihanna. And the, even back to Michael Jackson. Actually, funny story. Uh, my dad, he was in the... <laughs> we were watching it. My, my aunt was watching. She was like, is that Roger? And I was like, what? And Because his old guitar player was uh, Jimmy, who was the one who is the main guy in Leaving Neverland. Oh, but, wow. Anyway, that's a tangent. That's but, definitely uh, a tangent. But it, here's the thing. Again, I, I can't... It's like, a, it's like a knee-jerk reaction to defend Paul McCartney that I have. I lo- again, I love John Lennon. I'm more in the sense of like being the guy who pisses people off and goes that route. I'm definitely more cut in that mold. I don't have Paul McCartney's musical genius. I don't have his genius for smiling at someone who approaches them as a stranger. I don't have that the ability to just be a pure musical. I feel like Paul McCartney is just a pure musical expression. He doesn't need to make a point he doesn't need to try to try and shake things up he meets someone he meets someone he meets michael jackson i'm gonna write a song with michael jackson Mm -hmm. he meets nirvana i'm gonna write a song with nirvana i just i want to play music and i think there's something that's so so pure about that so and at the same time there are some you know again to me that's what that is the perfect thing about the beatles is it's all of them you take one thing out and it's not it's not the perfect Thing that that is. The Beatles are so perfect. Right. So, and clearly based upon the synchronicity here, Paul McCartney is 
a robot. <laughs> and well, and it also makes me think, you know, and this could this could be the hopeful thing here. If we can have a if you can have a second Paul McCartney, who's to say we can't have a third? Why can't we have Paul McCartney's forever? Jeff Bezos, get on this. We need a third McCartney because eventually this one is going to run down. Mm. It, the fact that he's a robot does explain those four-hour shows also. <laughs> you know, I, I th- Christian, you're, you're turning my brain around here. Now I am not only a believer in the alternate McCartney theory. I am a, I'm a supporter. I'm a booster of this theory. I need, we need more McCartneys. Yeah, okay. Cool. This is a crap. I was just saying, do if you do some research, it, it'll blow your mind. You got me with the earlobes and the height thing. I Not hadn't even heard that, that they stuff. They have newspapers that say, like, like my mom, she was around then, or, or my grandma. They all say, yeah, well, like I talked to my uncle's mom. He's like, yeah, Paul's dad. Everyone knows that. Just people keep it a secret, you know. It's like a lot of people are just like. Oh, yeah, it's common knowledge who are older. And because they had a thing released, they had newspapers, Paul McCartney's dead. He dies in devastating accident. You can buy the newspapers today. But uh, they they just act like it didn't happen. I don't believe, I still don't believe it. I know you don't believe it, but like, it's, it, that's the thing that's so great about it. And I think that's the theme of the show that even if it's unbelievable, it can happen. At that's that, true. that 99, at the very end, what you think. The reality is it can always change. The world is much bigger than we can imagine. And I think that is the key to life, is to never be closed-minded. Excellent. I think that's a great way to, that's a great way to, bring, this, to bring this into the nest. Velvet Starlings. The soft nest where the Velvet Starlings, starlings live. So uh, let me just do a little bit of stuff here. We get, I want to say uh, thanks to everyone at Starburns Industries who allows us to use these fabulous studios with these great mics and do my madness here. Thank our engineer, Jessica. Yeah, she's the shit. I also want to thank uh, your manager, Roger co-writer, Gisborne. Roger Gisborne, for doing all the legwork to help make this all happen and all of your cool guests who called in or actually made it into the studio. Of course, to the band, Ronnie and Michael. Say something. You're here. Be like, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a four-hour session. They're like, oh, I just want some of those chocolates. Oh, man, I haven't picked one up yet. Yeah, so, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and I want to just thank all of you who listened and provided your attention and intention i have i'm a big believer that there's some weird way in which you're paying attention even months or years after the fact uh, has somehow affected this thing that we're doing because time is an illusion and as we've discussed karma is a reality so and yeah and now uh bring it back to to christian and your velvet starlings what a great band thank you i just have to say like Thank you so much. Like, oh. this wasn't a crazy, sweaty rock show where we're all going crazy and... Woo! But this is, in many respects, the greatest show I've ever played. Oh, wow. And the, it's just so cool to be able to, you know, tempt fate and mm-hmm. the, the idea of that. And really, with music, there's no reason to do any... Like what Larry was saying, there's no reason to do anything. Like, like they were saying, they'd give their life to be 17 again. If you thought you were for sure going to have success... It's not fun. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that thing up in the air. Maybe I quit school, 
and I do music and I go for it and it doesn't work out and I live in some tiny apartment and I get a job at Coles. But you never know. You'll still be playing music, right? Yeah, I, I'm always going to be doing music. Music is like my, my guide. Yeah, that's the pure thing. That is the great thing about this is that no matter where you end up, you got your guitar, you got a room, you can always make the magic happen. And standing where I'm standing, that you would have to really, I'll swear, you know, you'd have to really fuck things up to not have to not give this a ride. You got everything going for you. You got you cats. You got a great band. You got great songs. You got great people around you helping you to do things right. You know, I'm 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 a fan. I'm looking forward to seeing where all this goes. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of bands do do it, and I've seen I've seen people who had it all laid out for them and and blew it. But you have everything laid out to do this right. Michael's behind you, looking at he's just smiling like I know I am so lucky to be in this band. <laughs> <laughs> he just has this you, know, you can't see it but he has this just happy like the cat that ate the velvet starlings look on his face <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's a it's a great thing and i'm i'm just i'm really looking forward to seeing where you go and and when this comes out you'll be just wrapping up your uk tour which i know will have been a huge success oh, man, i hope that uh i hope that uh that some you know i hope paul paul mccartney shows up at one of your shows and, and punches you in the face. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Wouldn't that be great to get that punched would... in the face by Paul McCartney? Oh, man. I wouldn't pay money for that. If I could get punched in the face by one person, I think it would be Paul. It would be McCartney, yeah. He's probably still has... He's strong, but he's still... He's he's strong. It wouldn't, like, hurt you, but you could tell... Every, that would be the ultimate icebreaker to any conversation ever. Like, hey, I'm... Like, Paul McCartney punched me in the face. That would make you instantly... Like, yeah. <laughs> I need to hear this story. Well, I told him that he wasn't Paul McCartney. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, you get the best lawyer and be like, hey, you want to represent me? Paul McCartney punched you. What? Oh, are you, you going to get litigious with McCartney? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not a, bad, that's not a good idea. No, He's probably no, got... You know, you might make a little money, but you will be... That's, that's You don't want that on your resume. I'm the guy who sued Paul... I mean, I guess a lot of people have sued Paul McCartney, but anyway. Haven't they? Probably. I'm sure. You're that big. You're just a target. Anyway... This is about the Velvet Starlings, about Velvet Starlings, not about Mr. McCartney. This is about you. So, I, I again, I, I hope that you had a great, great tour when this comes out. And, uh, and I'm, and, you know, if you, as you tour, I'll, this will, I'll end this year. As you tour, if you find other artists who, you, other great songwriters who you think would be good guests on the show since you've enjoyed oh, it, yeah. please send them our way. Anyone you recommend, I would love to, I would love to provide the space for. This is just so fun to explain to people. So I, I'm going to mm -hmm. be keeping it in mind for everybody I see. Cool. And if you all, you know, Ronnie, Michael, if you, uh, same, same thing goes to you. Yeah, you know, of course. Thanks a lot for coming down. I really appreciate mm -hmm. your musicianship and your good vibe and, didn't get to hear enough from you, I think. But that's that show. That's just part of what's the great band vibe is like supporting your band leader, which I really appreciate. Because a lot of times I'll come in here with the band and the drummer and the bass player are like making little side jokes and man, 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 doing stuff and not really good. But they're just really supporting you, so it's a it's a good thing you have. It's a really good thing you have. Well, thank you guys and thank you. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. So until next time. I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's a good
Show.